Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, my talkers. Happy Thursday. I know it's a hot one. We're getting through it together here. And Lori and Julia are here to walk you guys home as we get through this heat. How's it going over there? My gosh, it is tropical. It's very tropical here. Tropical. Very tropical. And if you're with somebody in your life and the heat makes them crabby, they're at the breaking point today. (laughs) Get to a movie. Get somewhere. Oh, my gosh. I married somebody who just cracks up in the heat. Cracks in the heat. Which is so weird. He lived in Hawaii for eight years. Well... He would say he was in, in you know, stoned and in his 20s. Oh, that, that's... <laughs> or you'll just say it for him. Yeah, yeah. So... That makes a difference. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, can, I was part of the 23 million who contributed last night. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Oh, but we'll get... We're not going to talk about no, that right we're now, gonna, we have a birthday. We, we got to wish Norman Lear is 101 years old wow. today. That is huge. And my brother has birthday today. And if you're feeling in the need of inspiration, Norman Lear, he is semi-active on Twitter, and he posted breakfast thoughts today on this morning of his 101st birthday. And Grant posted it for us. But he's so wise. He's so funny. He called himself a 101-year-old toddler. That's the best. Because he's still learning. Still, you know, having fun. He's just is a damn national treasure. He really, mm-hmm. really and is. I and just, that, of course, is the person who created Good Times and Maud and All in the Family and just mm-hmm. prolific uh, TV person. And Jimmy Kimmel did all of his live yes. things. And it was, it was just so, so fun. But he's still still going strong. And he's living his second childhood at 101. Good for him. I'm going to say something about mm-hmm. learning. Keep learning. Keep that's curious because it keeps your brain young. Yeah. So if you want to just get inspired by that, uh, that's posted for you. And then I wanted to, this was such a great story by Abby uh, Sleva in um, Tuesday's paper. And it is about this Twin Cities artist. Her name is Nicole Huff, H-O-U-F-F. And she has been doing this for about 10 years. She... Post, she photographs Barbie dolls posed in interesting and cheeky ways. So she oh, owns, has over a hundred Barbie dolls, and um, she scours Etsy and eBay for the outfits, the furnishings, the accessories, and then she builds a theme, creates a backdrop, and you know it's just absolutely fantastic. But she's been doing it. Uh, For a long time, like there's Greenbelt Barbie, State Fair Barbie, and she goes to the location first, 
gets the photo, then she prints it on a matte paper and hangs it like a backdrop in the studio, and she sets up the dolls so they look people-sized. And... um so anyway, there's a, she's, it's really, she's been doing this for 16 years, excuse me. So she's right on the cusp and it is just absolutely fantastic. Cool. Yeah. So I'm sure, sure she's on, you know, all your social media, but she's got, um, do we follow her? Yeah. Uh, look at Nicole Huff, but okay. she just, she's loved it. She said, how many toys are relevant 64 years after right they've been that. invented. She's so right about that. And she does art fairs, and um, she said it's just, you know, really fun, and this is an incredibly exciting time because with the Barbie movie, um, you know, she's got one in a rec room at Christmas with the bar, and I mean, it's so, so clever. So, yeah, uh, Nicole, H-O-U-F-F, and uh, it's a Barbie world, and she's That's making cool. it be even more fun. That's really cool. I love it. So she, they're fine art photographs featuring Barbie and Ken. Okay, that's just fun. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I meant to give that some uh, love because I just thought, wow, that is so cool, and that she's been doing it for such a long time. And I can imagine that this is exploding now with oh, everything yeah. Barbie. Oh, oh gosh, yes. You know it. Yeah, have have people now that people know Victoria has all those classic pieces? <laughs> would your mom ever be tempted to sell all that? She want yeah. Well, actually, she that's what she's like. Well, hey, maybe you should sell this stuff because it's it is at a, a premium right now. Right. But I told her I was like, you know, that's the one thing you've saved from your childhood. Yeah. And you know, maybe I might have a daughter someday. And even though it is, it'd be kind of cool for her to to check that out or a Absolutely. son that way right. want to play with right, it. So right, right. We decided that uh, we're gonna. Keep it. She found more stuff, you guys. She oh, found closets oh my that you could put outside the house. She found a bed that was made specifically for Barbie. And my grandma, just like your mom, made this bedspread for my mom for the bed. So yeah. some of this stuff was handmade, just like your mom did for my mom. And um, yeah. I just was like, no, we've got to keep this stuff. This That's is a good idea. You know, as my, I mean, for a few hundred bucks, what's what's the what's the the memory is there? You know, right. and we've shared so much. And it was on TCL too on Friday. Oh, really? They, they used use it, it. They used it on the set on TCL. My mom. Oh, she was she she recorded it and she's we when I went over there on Sunday. Are they giving Victoria credit? I don't know if they did, but yeah. uh, you know. But hey, you know what? Uh, it was there and it was in the shot all the time, and yeah. that made her happier than hell. So. Uh, Nicole would probably like to get in one of your sets. Yeah, she, yeah, she, yeah. Take some photographs. I'll reach out to her on social, and she could definitely use. I mean, gosh, the amount the, she found more. You know how much wardrobe stuff she has. Yes, it was she, unbelievable. She found more. So the amount of clothes, it's got to be one of the bigger collections of clothes that you mm-hmm. can have. And the stuff was like barely used. Yeah. She didn't even want to use it because she didn't want to break it. It's right. funny. Yeah. 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 yeah so, it. yeah. No, we're going to hold on to that stuff for sure. All right. Listen, uh, when we come back, Julia did it. She finally saw. We can talk about Barbie. We can talk about it and know that, uh, you know, there isn't we're, really anything to spoil. because there's, there's nothing to spoil. Uh, yeah, there really isn't. There is it's nothing just a great movie. So we're going to talk everything Barbie when we come back. Lori and Julia here with Ann Tressler of Tressler Law. Here's an interesting question from one of our listeners, Ann. She wants to know, can I stop my spouse from divorcing me? Well, the simple answer is no. 
Because we're a no-fault divorce state and you don't need a reason for a divorce, if one party wants a divorce and the other does not, the divorce will move forward. Unfortunately, these are things that you have to deal with, and that's when sometimes we're dealing with the emotional aspect. We have a lot of clients where we have to work through that to get to the point where they're understanding and engaged to get to a good settlement and accept what's going to happen. Since she didn't want the divorce, can she make her spouse pay her attorney's fees? Not necessarily. The basis to ask for the other party to pay your attorney's fees is legally under need-based or conduct-based, and both are established on a case-by-case basis. Boy, there's a lot of details with a divorce, and so this is why you should go see Ann Tressler. For a free one-hour divorce consultation, go to TresslerLaw.com or use my talk keyword, divorce. Classic hit, Indigo Girls, and of course, that's in the Barbie movie, not once, not twice, but three times, and uh, Variety had uh, an interview with the Indigo Girls, and they were hesitant, they were like, Closer to find this yep. road trip, this song. It's going to yep. be in the Barbie movie. And then when they heard it was Greta Gerwig, and there were fans of her other movies, Little Women Lady and Lady Bird. Mm-hmm. They were like, okay, fine. But they had no idea it was going to be featured so prominently oh. in the movie that Barbie, you know, Barbie and Kent, you know, the sing-along. Yes. It's the, every time she's in the car, she's uh, singing that. So I, I, that was just, well, what did you think of the movie? Okay, it's... Nothing like what I expected, first of all. Mm -hmm. It was so different. It was so delightful. It was so whimsical, so much fun, so heartfelt. I mean, it it really, it's one of the most clever movies I've ever seen. Did you tear up at the end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just, I thought Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling were fantastic. Kristen, um, who was the one that played the funny SNL gal. What's her oh, name? Oh, weird Barbie. Yeah. Kate McKinnon. Kate Perfection. McKinnon, yeah. And she was just Kate McKinnon. So she does that. I just thought Margot Robbie. She's a brilliant actress. She really is. I mean, she's a brilliant actress. She and really, really is. It's, I just, first of all, went to AMC. Um, Did they have the Barbie box? Invergo- no, no. Invergrove Heights. No Barbie box there. And, um, Panda said, our, our, we're like two ships passing in the night because she was at Nelly and uh, at Grand Casino with me. And then she went to Barbie last night. Like, we're twins. Yeah, like, yeah, Panda, yeah. Shout Funny. out to Panda. I, I can't, I, I didn't know what to expect. And it was everything, but everyone was dressed up. I mean, I yes. saw a mom, um, a grandma with her daughter, with the daughter. And I saw this gal and this, everyone was in pink. It was mm-hmm. super fun. Yeah, pretty full. Oh, very! Yeah. I'll sold out. Yeah, it, it's twenty three million dollars on a Wednesday night. It, it's just a refreshingly original, clever, clever movie. And a couple of things: uh, America Ferrera's character, she plays a woman on the real side of the world mm-hmm. in Barbie Gloria, and her her speech that she gives in the well, or it's it's really a rant where she just like she, she, sugar breaker rant. Yeah, yeah, she has a thing about just like uh you know how hard what it's like to be a woman. It is literally impossible to be a woman and she lists this thing and it's really an epic epic um um monologue moment that she has in the film that is really I think every single woman related to everything that she said you can be thin but not too thin you can be smart but not too smart you can Mm. be you know mom but don't talk about your kids all the time and it was just so i guess on that for that take Mm -hmm. she did it 30 to 50 times on the set 
And she said the girl who plays her daughter had it memorized because she did it so many times. But crew members were like left in tears and she just delivered it. And she said it's one of the first things Greta Gerwig told America Ferreira. She said, I wrote this monologue for Gloria and I've always imagined you saying that. Because it's an interesting casting. I mean, all the different pieces of everybody. Yes. And look at how our America Ferrera has grown up. She was so young in like 2005, maybe, when she came in Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and so, then Ugly Betty. She's yes. so good in that. And and Superstore or right. Supermarket or whatever Superstore, it is. yeah. Superstore. Really, good. really has- But she's powerful in this role, I think. And, oh, I mean, yeah. it's just flat out, and like Ken, you said, whimsical, fun, sweet. Brian Gosling's chest. Oh, my gosh. I mean, do you see how every gonna man have Casey? should lift weights and yeah. do sit-ups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, boy, does that look good. It looks good. And then he was so... Um, perfect. Yeah, really perfect. He was just perfect. Yeah. It was, and I thought about him, you know, because this is such a different character. We saw him in The Gray Man. We've seen him in serious stuff. He never seems to break even a smile in public, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And how for him to go completely in a different way, yeah. those are some acting chops. But yeah. Margot Robbie's the one... She's, she's brilliant. She's brilliant. Yeah. I mean, I think of like Itania and um, some of her other things that she did. Wolf of Wall Street, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, playing she's fearless. Sharon Tate. Yeah. He's she's fearless very, very and just what a, yeah. like you said. And Harley Quinn, she's been in yes, the right. superhero that, side of things. And mm-hmm. that's on, that starts tonight, season four on HBO. Mm-hmm. But she really, I just. I'm so impressed with her, yeah. and you're like you. She's the Meryl Streep of the younger generation in Seems Hollywood. Like it, but with the power now to produce, because she'll be able. She and Greta Gerwig. I hope they take their power and run as hard and fast as they can and get everything made. Because you can imagine if if a man, if a male actor was doing this. And a male director, they would be able to write their ticket for the rest of yes. their lifetime this in Hollywood. In I hope this does. I think so, but they also they asked Greta Gerwig about Barbie too, and she says, "You know, I that this, ended. Yeah, um, I did it. I don't have any more thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was closure. Yeah, it's done. It is kind things. of refreshing to see that they didn't set it up as a sequel or anything, a big studio yeah. movie. Yeah, and uh, she also this was." Um, and she was very diplomatic in a, in an interview about all the nutty douchebags that are like saying it's too woke and it's anti men. She was very very much more diplomatic than I would have been. But she basically um, said, "In the, I'm she's so grateful and so amazed at what the movie did. I mean, she just had no idea it was going to be." That huge, she told, um, this is from the New York Times, and it was done before the release. I wanted to make something, uh, and uh, like with some anarchy to it, and wild and funny, and a catharsis of a sort when you're watching it, and it's actually being received that way. Hi, everybody, this is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. It's sort of extraordinary. I'm at a loss for words. And she said, and I think part of the reason I was so fixated on the volume that I had in the movie and the dance scene and you know, cause when that movie turns up, it is it's magical. On. It's on. And she said, and it's, she said, I knew people were excited and happy about their Barbie memories. And even if they weren't excited about it, there was an excitement to that. So she also said, you know, she was just meant to write it with Noah and uh, I didn't want to do it that way. And then Margot was the first person to line up and say, I want to do it the way you're thinking of it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. All right, Grant, and you, from a man's perspective, loved it. Yeah. Casey loved it. And that's what I was, we were mm-hmm. just talking. Hannah's in here with us now. And like, th- there is not a, the, the, the amount of, People and generations and diverse groups that this mm-hmm. movie hits. It hit my mom hard in the heart, who's 73 years mm-hmm. old. It hit me, who's a 38-year-old male. I mean, there's you just have such a broad spectrum of viewers for this movie. Yeah. It's it's why are we surprised that it's such a hit, you know? Because we just we've, well, we've never seen anything we've like never this. Seen You're right. I, like the only that, thing yeah. I can kind of like to it a little bit would be when Toy Story first came out. Good call. Mm-hmm. Because it's toys that everyone played with growing up and all of a sudden they have these personalities, but they stay toys. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, they don't. So it's a little different, but even but, Will Ferrell is fun in his. Oh, he's always, part. He's <laughs> always, he's great. always good. Um, the thing that was interesting, cause they show 20 minutes of previews, you know, ahead of time. And the one that they showed that I think everyone was just like, and maybe it's the audience, but didn't get excited about is the new DC blue beetle thing coming out. Grant. And I think Grant would be the one who would maybe be excited about it, but I feel like the appetite yeah. For all of these movies is just kind of gone. Grant, did you see the Blue Beetle? I, I have not yet, that. and I'm excited really? for it. Uh, uh, Lily this, is, a, you know, it's the first Latin American, I believe, main character in a superhero role. So right. it's good representation for that aspect. And Lily's, you know, as you know, Colombian, she's excited about that. It's supposed to be good, but again, it's one of these. It's, it's with DC, and it's in this in-between stage of this new yeah, regime. It, so it just feels. How about uh, tired. when I told you're you right? The, tired, exactly. Yeah, when I told you the story about the costume designer who has a cameo yes. in it, and there's oh, a yes. scene with Margot Robbie at the bus stop with the 91 year old costume designer Anne Roth, so cool. which is really wonderful because Barbie kind of has an epiphany about real life. Yes, mm-hmm. and the Ruth Hader, which we've done our vintage scandal on. Ruth, Ruth Handler. Handler. Ruth Handler. And it was kind of fun. I'm like, there's Ruth. Yes. Um, you know, I was saying to Pookie, mm-hmm. who went with me, are you going to Oppenheimer tonight? Yes. Because I'm going to go, we're going to go to Mission Impossible. Mm-hmm. Just want to get out of the house. Yeah. Just something to do. Yeah. But I'll be curious what you think of Oppenheimer. Yeah, I well, I know it's going to be heavy because it's a heavy subject. Very but, much so, uh, yeah. good. Yeah, it was very, it was very fun. Um, right away, I was like... When they Barbie got into that room and this little older lady and I'm like, oh, that's supposed to be Ruth Handler, the creator. Oh, of Bobby. So that Barbie, that yeah. was very, very clever cool. how they did that. That was a huge throwback for sure. And um, it's good. Yeah, it is really and good. It, and it, we didn't give away anything. And I guess for me, 
It's so different than anything I ever expected. Mm-hmm. And, and she, just go with an open mind and enjoy. That's so fun. We could see like $700 million to $800 million. Yeah, and Rob by. Thomas thought that they were making fun of him. The Ken singing the Push song. Mm-hmm. I didn't even get it. Yeah, okay. no, but he said no. I no. just, I'm so used to everyone thinking we're the douchey boyfriends <laughs> with our songs. So yeah. they like Everybody's that. embracing it, right? Yeah, you right, have to. It's the Barbie phenomenon yeah. for sure. Hey, everybody, Lori and Julia here for First Equity Mortgage. So I saw my friend this morning who's closing on a house on uh, Monday that she's worked with David on. I said, how's everything going? She goes, boy, am I glad I got my rate locked in just even four weeks ago. You know, but she's a first time homeowner, has never bought before. And so it was really just uh, and then this time and then the inventory and the one thing she had going for was she went condo. So it's not quite as tight, right? For getting getting a home, you know, if you go condo or townhome, right? Or, but she just said I had so many questions. I know I drove him crazy, but he never let on that I was driving him crazy. See, isn't that? And that's the beauty of the team mm-hmm. at First Equity. Like we've always said, no question's a dumb question, because they want you to be informed as much as you want to be informed. That's right. But they will make sure they give you different options, tell you the pros and cons on everything. First Equity's our partner in our community, our partner at My Talk. Hopefully you work with them too. Keyword David. Well, happy birthday, Madonna. The eponymous album, That's Madonna, is. came out 40 years ago today. And um, Madonna posted on Instagram the first time since she posted, you know, her face in a bouquet of roses, thanking her fans for wishing her well when she had the scary hospitalization. And so she's. She's dancing to Lucky Star, which was on that album, Borderline Lucky Star Holiday, Burning Up. I mean, that is a great album. Never stopped playing it. Never. Never. And um, she said uh, she's dancing and she says to be able to move my body and dance just a little bit makes me feel like the luckiest star in the world. Thank you to all my friends and fans. You must be my lucky stars, too. Oh, I love it. And she dances in a very cluttered... um, Semi-glamorous bathroom. We see her in this bathroom quite a bit with the clawfoot tub. A tongue. cluttered, semi- semi-glamorous. Semi-glamorous. Well, it's glamorous because she's got pencil drawings and frames that are on the mirror. I've never seen anyone hang pictures on a big mirror before. Oh, you I know? need to look at this. Yeah. Oh, and go to her Instagram. But it's there's stuff all over. There's lotion. It looks like she's got her own veloscope machine. You know, the thing that rolls because you know when she put in the implants in her butt she might have to do that um it's not a velociraptor because that's a dinosaur but it's a veloscope and it's not and it's not a vusulia no it's a we see it on the housewives and the kardashians and it's where they go run back and forth and it's to help with cellulite or if you've done um a a brazilian butt lift and you put your own fat back in you or you have implants it's to, to keep it from getting lumpy. lumpy. Okay. So it looks like she's got that machine in bed in this bathroom. I mean, I'm just saying it's like it's glamorous, but you know, it's a, it's it's a bathroom she uses a lot, <laughs> and so that's where she's dancing. And I liked her sunglasses. And oh, Madonna, what is she? Sixty five. 
Uh, she will be 65. Isn't today her birthday? No. This is, oh, the, this is 40th the 40th anniversary of the album, oh, Madonna. Oh, that's right. And her birthday's at the end of the month, isn't that's it? That's correct. Right now? Okay. Yeah. Oh, I believe my. August 9th or 10th. I something love like that. It. Happy birthday, So, Barbara. anyway, yeah. I'm glad. Uh, and, you know, of course, we were going to see her. This uh, Sunday night. That's right. Four decades of Madonna. We bought these tickets on January 27th is when Stop. I bought these tickets. Yeah. Did you get your tickets for Brandy Carlyle yet? No. Waiting. Mm-hmm. Waiting on waiting, waiting on the mail. Mm, waiting on the mail. But, um, yeah, that's when we bought those tickets. And we don't know. And we gave away tickets, you know, no, way we, back when. And we, and we no, sold we, tickets. People donated money yes, that's for what it was. bids for kids, kids, Ronald McDonald House. So, yeah. it's So, we think she's coming. Uh, okay. So, she's going to do the European tour. We'll start when it was originally going to start, which was like the end of October. Because now she's got to start all over again. Maybe she's rethinking some of the stuff that she was doing. Because I was thinking about this a week ago going to Beyonce. Right. Um, the the dancers, these 20-something-year-old dancers, the way they can move and their physical strength right. that you just have in your right. 20s would just be impossible to keep up with and maybe Madonna is going to dial back some of her choreography and it's not that Beyonce doesn't do some of that dancing sure but she leaves the heavy and then when she needs to dance Break with them, away no yes. when she needs to okay. dance with them she is right there and giving us everything okay but they are they're extremely athletic the dancers oh yeah and, and there's a difference of 45 years there laurie so yes. let's just be honest yeah and beyonce's what 40 yeah exactly I mean, and that's 25 years it they as a woman who plays whack-a-mole on different body parts right now like yeah. something pops up every day it's and she that has would be been grueling. a physical dancer all her life right. and so you know that she has got um aches and pains just from that just like Prince did, and we didn't know because, you know, people don't like sharing that kind of stuff. No. You know, so anyway, let me tell you about Mick Jagger's 80th birthday party. So we've goals. Did he invite you? No, but uh, okay. it's giving me inspiration for my own 80th birthday party, Julia. Um, it was in uh, a nightclub in Chelsea, in you okay. know, London. Did you say it's giving you ideas for your own 80th? Yes, yes. Oh, for crying out loud. Uh, Lenny Kravitz was there. Uh-huh. Leonardo DiCaprio Are was there. Are you thinking they'll come to yours? No, I'm not, but I'm just telling you about <laughs> it. Um, uh, of course, uh, you know, you know the Rolling Stones, you know, Ronnie Wood was there, his ex-wife, and the mother of four of his kids, uh, Jerry Hall, was there. And, oh, nice. Oh, yeah. I love that. He I love it. He seems to get along with all of his exes. I, Bianca, I don't think she was there, but most of his kids were there. Um, we'll have to find out from Montana if the son was there. Right. Um, but Jerry Hall left with Angelica Houston. She was all, also there. The party went till three in the morning. What time did Mick leave? Three in the morning. And wow. it was a Cuban themed soiree and exotic dancers dressed for carnival where it had bejeweled bras and the headdresses oh, sure. on, and they seriously brought the party was to Madonna life. Was Madonna there? Madonna was not there. Okay. And um, so... Do it, you think they know each other? Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they know. Mick threw the party himself. It was open bar, you know, all as, kinds of food. As a billionaire rocker yes. would do. And uh, he had to tell you, never stop moving, according to eyewitness reports. He's wearing an olive green suit, a black scarf. It was in, let me just tell you that the, the, his the, trainers, the juxtaposition, because mm-hmm. Mitch O'Connell 
Senator Mitch O'Connor, you know, yesterday had, he kind of froze and he's 81. Yeah. And then I thought of Mick Jagger when they were showing him, look at the difference. It just shows you what's more fun. Rockstar <laughs> is infinitely more fun. <laughs> if you've got talent, go yeah. down that path go when you're at the fork path. in the road. So I guess Leonardo and, well, Lenny Kravitz started the happy birthday. Leonardo joined in and then the crowd did. And then he had like some big fancy chocolate cake and mm. yeah, his his ballerina girlfriend was there. Idiot. Yeah, I know it. So Anyway, I like the whole idea, and he, he had a live band. I love it. I know. So that was just, it looked like a fun, fun, fun night. Oh, Lori. Yeah. So if you could ever meet him, oh, what I would, would you say? I would die. What would you say? Prince Albert's son flew in. What would you ever say to him? I've loved you my whole life. Well, that's what everyone says. I know, but I can't help it. I'm cliche. What do you say in the face of Mick Jagger? I don't know. Why won't Harry Styles play you in a biopic? I feel like we <laughs> should come up with lines just in case. Yeah, yeah. What would you say? How about Beyonce's mom waking up over the weekend and sleeping on it for one night and filed for divorce from her was second did, husband, Richard Lawson. Who's in All My Children. Did something happen? Uh, that is this, Richard in, yes, an actor? Yes, he's in All My Children. Well, Julia, she lists the date of separation as Tuesday, as in two days ago. I and wonder if something happened. Uh, uh, I, I don't know, but apparently he likes a lot of porn. I'm sorry. And I'm sorry. And um, how old is he and how old is she? Well, they've been married since like 2015. So it's only, you know, six eight years. years. Uh, yeah, eight years. <laughs> and um, she's asking the court. She doesn't want to pay him any spousal no. support. Well, I hope they had a prenup. Well, you would think so. You would think. The usual irreconcilable differences. But I just like to take the moment to remind everybody because we didn't last week, but... You know, Tina gave Beyonce her maiden name as her first name. Tina, Beyonce's mom, her name is Celeste, her real name is Celestine Beyonce. So her daughter, she named her maiden name, last name to carry on. So I could have had, I could have named a kid Bargini. Bargini. Yeah, Cops. you could have. Bargini Cobbs. Uh, it's a great name. Bargini Cobbs. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a fantastic name and a good-looking salad. <laughs> <laughs> and so many yeah. people. But just are, to remind yeah, you of how cool so, Miss Tina is, that, you know and that she, you know, did the designer, you know, House of Darion, those clothes that we like and so much. She made all the costumes for Destiny's yes. Child. She had a hair salon and everything. Yep. So I'm glad she's ridden herself with this Richard guy because. Seem like Black Twitter had things to say about him, and, and when in doubt, I do believe Black Twitter when they come with receipts on stuff. Yeah, yeah, he's out there with it under his real account, liking all kinds of stuff. Oh, it's never good. It's never good. Yeah. So anyway, so she's filing for a divorce, but she did change her name from Knowles because she got divorced from Beyonce and Solange's dad, and she changed her name to Tina Lawson. Okay, so it's not Tina Beyonce. No, she, okay. she when she married her husband, yeah. you know, she yeah, changed yeah. her name as people did in the 60s. OK, you know, they took okay. the husband's name. They're still doing that. FYI, in case you're wondering. <laughs> but um, so, yeah, Tina Lawson, we'll have to see. But um, that's just amazing. Um, I always forget that 
Tina gave Beyonce her maiden I, I forgot. Mm-hmm. I don't think I even... How oh, would really? I have known that? Oh, I, I guess we've I don't known even, it before. Did we know when that? Things is have, that missing? Is that going through the little Swiss cheese hole? Well, we might not have <laughs> shined a light bright enough on it, Julia. I think so, because yeah. I, I actually love that. And that's a good idea for people, because people who like to hyphen... There's a lot of letters to fill in. Or you go, people go, I'm the last of the bloodline of this name. Give it to give, give, Use it as a first name. Unless it's like Oppenheimer. Yeah. yeah. But even, or, you, you know, know. I, I absolutely love that idea. Yeah. Okay. I guess All right. I didn't know it. All right. Listen, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Lori and Julia here for MSP Airport. And here I'm going to give you just another little travel okay. tip. If you are traveling out of Terminal 1 or 2, but if you have TSA, your teenagers, 13 to 17, can go on the line with You're you. You're right about that. That's just something that MSPAirport.com, when you go to their website, yep. they give good refreshers on stuff like that. And if you don't have TSA pre-check, traveling with your family out of Terminal 2, this is a summer test program. You can reserve your time in line. And I also, if you go to MSPAirport.com, you know, you can pre-book your parking at all their different um, lots. But what's really kind of fun about it is when you pre-book it in, it'll give you an estimate and the different price ranges at each of the different um, parking ramps. And you know what's going on. They give you a QR, QR code. You save money by booking your parking ahead. And you're guaranteed not to have the stress when you get to the airport. And we say get to the airport early and enjoy yourself before you go. Well, that's Sinead O'Connor singing uh, Emperor's New Clothes, which is a great song. And, of course, we had to follow up with, uh, you know, some more Sinead news today because it was just so shocking um, that she passed away at the age of 56, even though we have known for a long time that she has had some real tragic things. I I was remembering when she was on Dr. Phil, like five years ago, and he did an intervention. So... Um, a, a couple things before we play. I thought CBS and you did too. Put a did great, a really good, you know, was, summary. Yeah, kind of respectful kept, too. yeah, her her living obituary, if you will, for TV. But Roger Freeman, um, who we love from Showbiz Four One One, he writes in 2012 that he finally met Sinead when she came to New York and she sang at the Curtis Mayfield tribute at the Lincoln Center. She was an offbeat choice, but her performance was stellar. She was so keen to talk afterwards. We had a grand time. We also exchanged emails and corresponded for a short time. And uh, I, But I'm so glad we had that moment. And she did have extraordinary success from the start. Her cover of Nothing Compares to You was such a huge, huge hit. It was number one for weeks and weeks and number one in 14 countries. And um, and that was off of her second album, I Do Not Want What I Haven't Got, right. which was the album that everybody had that came out March of 1990. And it sold 3 million copies, and she was 23 years old. Isn't that... That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think Madonna was 24 when her it. album, Madonna, came mm-hmm. out. But here's CBS Sunday Morning Remembering Sinead O'Connor. Her voice was as raw as it was emotive. Despite winning a Grammy and selling 7 million records, in part for her iconic cover of Prince's Nothing Compares to You, Dublin-born Sinead O'Connor was no pop star. A self-described protest singer, her global fame would turn to infamy. While she was a musical guest on Saturday Night Live in 1992, when she tore up a photo of the Pope in protests against the widespread child sexual abuse in the Catholic Church. Fight the real enemy! Just two weeks after the incident, O'Connor was booed off the stage at a Bob Dylan tribute concert. What Sinead O'Connor did 
was held up a mirror to our society, and we didn't like what she showed us, okay. we tried to shut it down. Over the years, O'Connor continued to make headlines for her public battles with mental health and her recent embrace of Islam, changing her name to Shuhada Sadaqat. In 2021, she published an acclaimed memoir detailing the horrific abuse she faced as a child. After death, artists from across genres posted tributes to her online. Sinead O'Connor Shuhada Sadaqat will be remembered as a peerless singer and activist who spoke truth to power. For CBS Mornings, I'm Impius Hyde in London. And of course, she was a thousand percent right about the Catholic Church. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was another 10 years before things really... I mean, there were like news stories. There was the Milwaukee Parish in 1992 or something like that, you know, but it wasn't really until like 10 years later that it all of it came out yeah. but she was you know she she knew being an irish catholic i mean it was just like that was something and i mean she was just vilified mm-hmm. for it mm-hmm. I, I like that cbs put in mm-hmm. how she's booed and at that time you know i mean uh, well i think she but always maintained it was the right thing to do i still stand by it even knowing everything that happened mm-hmm you know, the only thing that I can kind of think of that's kind of like it is when Kathy Griffin oh, yeah. did the beheaded president. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And how she was. She totally cracked done. up and she was in her 50s. Done. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I was just trying to think of another yeah, similarity. Yeah. She's in her 20s yeah. there. And done. Yeah. 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 But I, my heart goes out to her. her, her and they just said, since her son. Died by suicide a few years ago. She no, just, it was just 18 months oh, ago. I was 18 20. months ago, and she posted something a couple of months ago about how she was having the hardest time living yeah. without her son, even though she had the other three right. uh, children. And if we want it, Carson Daly talked about... Um, uh, her being on Total Request Live, or he did a recent interview. He did interview. a recent interview, I think, when she had her memoir I feel out. like 2021. Yeah, yeah, so this is from that, if we could play that from the Today Show. The perception was that that Pope moment on SNL 92 sort of derailed your career, whereas your take on it, which I thought was interesting, was that's quite the opposite. It was at that moment that you felt like you were re-railing your career. What did you mean by yeah. that? Sinead O'Connor was never meant to be a pop star. <laughs> It was really a protest singer, you know. She says it wasn't a stunt. It was a statement against child abuse. A decade before, the sex abuse scandal in the Catholic Church exploded. The Vatican had no comment. Catholic leaders said her actions deeply wounded people. Ten years after the Pope Ribbon episode, you all then found out in America that this was going on. We always say Americans they think nothing happened until they found out about it. <laughs> she says ripping up the photo of the Pope was a blessing. So that was an awakening that moment when you ripped the Pope up. You were like, oh my gosh. That was you almost yeah, finding exactly. yourself it was, again. It was a blessing because I had to make my living doing the thing I love doing, which is making music live. So, yeah. yeah. And and um, uh, Russell Crowe did a Twitter thread about um, having run into her outside of a pub in Dublin and they spent an evening together and it's a very, very sweet poignant. If you follow, follow him and just about what they talked about, he was really sweet. Um, Morrissey, the singer is um, he, he, you know, devastated, but he's 
was slamming a lot of celebrity tributes to her because he was like, where were you guys when she was was alive? Where was all this love? Um, She was dropped by her label after selling 7 million albums. She became crazed, but never uninteresting. Where were you guys? So he mm-hmm. he he calls out people, and then Valerie he, Bertinelli wrote a really very sweet. sweet thing. Did she meet her? I wouldn't be surprised. If yeah, did. and she, but she uh, she just like loved. You know, she just said opening with the Serenity Player and leading into some of the most beautiful and thought provoking songs, most which she wrote. Mm-hmm. I do not want what I haven't got is one That's of my a favorite great song. album. It's in an album. Her songwriting it's was on the that second album. Yeah. And she just said it was so powerful. I know all the words. Everything. Um, may you rest in peace, you sweet, vulnerable, beautiful soul. Another one of her songs, This is the Last Day of Our Acquaintance. Uh, yeah, I know. That, that is that's an that's, that's amazing song. Mm-hmm. And she told her kids a long time ago that when if they were ever to find her dead, to not call 911, but to call her accountant first, because she was very much against, she said, um, when art, she even gave a quote, when artists are dead, they're more valuable when they're alive. Tupac has released more albums uh, since yeah, he died alive, right, than right, right, alive. And right. I've always instructed my children since they were small if your mother drops dead tomorrow, call 911, call my accountant, and make sure the record company doesn't start releasing my records and not telling you where the money is. And she even talked about after Prince died, she told People Magazine, she said, I get very angry when I think about it. All musicians have songs we don't want anybody to hear. He went to the trouble of building a vault, right? which is a pretty strong thing to do. That means he did not want these songs released, and I can't stand that people are doing that. So that she, is a g- g- great advice. I mean, so anyway, they're going to be doing an autopsy. It, it they don't know if it's natural causes or whatever, but they nothing foul, but or you know suspicious is. Uh, but they they want to find out, you know, what happened. So, okay. Yeah. But anyway, her, her music is amazing. Yeah, Listen to some Sinead O'Connor if you haven't ever, or if you, it's been a long time. It, she holds up, man. What a beautiful voice.